you are listening to High TV, your place for cannabis news, insights, and information. If you're new to this podcast, you're a newbie. What's going on, newbie? Welcome to the show. Hope to see you soon. Just know when Monday morning comes and this podcast plays in your cars and your headphones, you will be the most informed person in cannabis in your circle. Stay tuned and stay high, folks. ITV. Welcome back to another episode of High TV's Cannabis News Now. This is going to be a WeChat episode. You know, it's one of those days where cannabis news is slow. Just enjoy some solid space candy and decide to record a podcast and talk about what's going on in our world. Because uh, I think that is something that weed allows you to do is when you smoke moments after your mind enters a level of clarity that allows you to really sit back and observe. Right. You're observing yourself. Or, you know, your, yourself, your decisions and what you're thinking and mindset overall. Or you're looking outward and you're seeing what's happening in the world. I mean, we all know, if you don't know, you're living under the rock. Our president had caught COVID. And it's so funny to me how Trump had caught COVID. You know, because the guy who called Corona like an Italian sounding thing is, you know, it sounds, it sounds good. It's, it, it's a way that he speaks so recklessly that can cause, you know, people to, and I'm gonna lose Trump listeners or Trump supporters here, but whatever. It's a shame how somebody who can recklessly talk about, you know, the virus not being that dangerous and the flu is much more deadly and things of these, na- and things of that nature to his base, you know, is, is amazing because it's almost like you were talking shit about something and you end up doing the same thing you know like if you're a police officer who's arresting people for marijuana on the regular right like your your, your rap sheet for weed cases is high all right you are the weed policeman all right and next thing you know they find out that you smoking ounces on the weekend like you stealing a lot of like you are booking a lot of weed all right in, into the evidence locker but you taking like half of that shit home and you're not even selling it. You're just smoking it yourself. That's kind of how this Trump situation reminded me of how hypocrisy on such a large level can be seen in today's time. I mean, it's it's funny. Like, to me, it's funny. Another sentiment right now is to say, hey, the guy is sick. You can't talk bad about him. You know, you have to be a human here and show emotion. It's like, yo, what are you talking about? We're going to feel how we feel about a certain person regardless. And when something happens to them, we're not going to wish them harm, but we can still laugh at the ironicness of it, right? Like if you're going to a sex ed program that's all about safe sex and all about wearing condoms, and next time next time you go to class, they say the teacher's out. And they're like, hey, why is, why is the teacher out? What happened? Oh, they caught gonorrhea. <laughs> like, and they can't come to class. It's like finding that out. It's like, wow, really? This disease is nothing. You shouldn't be afraid. You know, masks aren't really needed. Oh, shit. Look look who just caught the COVID along with half of the Republican Party. Man, at first when I heard this story, I honestly thought it was, a, it was a hoax. I thought it wasn't real. I thought it was some ruse to generate sympathy from his base or, which I thought was a smart move, even though it was deceptive in my conspiracy theory of it all, that his goal would possibly to 
say that he had it, even though he didn't have it. Show a fast recovery, being as strong as you look before you even had it, like it didn't affect you. And and subsequently, sell the vaccines or the medicines that you took as what helped you survive, right? And if Trump does something like that, you may say, and he's making money for these companies, but you got to realize who runs the world is these companies, right? The companies who voted him in the first place because the level of tax, you know, benefits they would get would be much better on the Trump, right? They were able to have these laws that Trump would facilitate because one, he's on the Republican side, and three, to see him as a business person who also makes money and thinks the same way they do, right? So if you now make Moderna all this money, Pfizer all this money, you speed track the vaccines being made, even though they may not be ready, and you run, you are the president, so you can affect the FDA and say, hey, FDA, turn a blind eye to the bullshit you're looking at right now, right? These vaccines come out way too early, right? You're going to take it, end up with one eyelid, you know what I'm saying? You wake up one day looking like you're permanently <laughs> winking at somebody. I don't know. Like, anything could happen. Now, of course, I was being ridiculous <laughs> for... <laughs> in that in that uh last few seconds but the sentiment still stands possibly this is what my mindset was right comes out strong says the medicines are are doing wonderful and help the company make bread and because of that these people who have made money from his actions lately are going to do what they have to do in order to you know help him win the election right and of course other people also have the same notion of saying, what if he does have the virus? And what if his life is in danger? The guy's a 74-year-old man. All right, big guy. All right, that's a big boy right there. You see him go golfing? <laughs> that dude is as big as hell, son. And, and we all know that the dangers for COVID falls on the, you know, those who are ob- obese, have underlying conditions, and are old, which he fits all the boxes. And I immediately saw people jump to the joke of the Simpsons having him lay in the casket. Oh, my God. That shit was crazy. And listen, if the Simpsons predict this right, I firmly believe that the Simpsons creator has to be from the future and has no way to tell the world but by designing these cartoons. Right? He's like, well, it's 2000 or it's 1990, whatever. And it looks like these people are going to enjoy cartoons for the next couple of decades because we're all just grown adults experiencing arrested development. And let's go ahead and put the future stuff in there. And he just did what he did. And that's the most successful show ever. But nonetheless, that picture or the resonance, the resonance, the resurfacing of that image of Trump in a casket on the Simpsons, presumably dead, caused the people who supported him to get so angry, so furious. They nearly blew a gasket. Like, you know when someone gets so mad, you see like a vein that just pumps on the top of their head? Yeah, that was what's going on when I saw that picture. The amount of paragraphs that individuals have written. Now, with that being said, even though I'm not a Trump supporter, I'm an objective person and can look at things with unbiased and realism. You look at elections, I think this guy is going to end up pulling out. Now, regardless of the coronavirus or not, even before then, I had this thought. The fact that this man can create an insurgence of groups inside America that all think a type of way, you know, in a cultish type of way, and, and also support one candidate that happened to be running, the Proud Boys, QAnon. I mean, let's go KKK, <laughs> allegedly, right? So with that being said, it's like, yo, 
I don't see the same level of support of Joe Biden's. Like, I don't see the cup of Joe's outside of MSNBC, right? Like the incel group that's all about, you know, having a nice smile and and communicating as old, right? You probably see it with the YMCA still playing basketball with the young guns, right? I don't see that group building because, like, what else does, what ideas do Joe Biden emulate, right? We know that Trump emulates these philosophies that many people, you know, align themselves with what with whether it be the lower taxes, whether it be no mask, whether it be your views on uh, immigration and races overall. Right. Or your stance on, you know, Christianity and the abortion and things that he does support that other people do support. What values do Biden stand on that really attach to identity, right? Like if Biden's saying we're going to help black people, you know, get that's bad accent, get, you know, relief from the police brutality and we're going to try our best to, you know, change things in America and get this man out of office. Like, I, we understand you want to get him out of office. We understand you're pairing with minorities. But what exactly are you doing to hit their identity? And I think that is with this election that's very important is an ability to attach identity to who you are and what you're selling because it just be honest each president is a brand all right there's a reason why the colors are red and the color is blue you know what i'm saying red communicates a more aggressive you know nature of taking life which a lot of republicans tend to go with right they say they're conservative but they're really economically aggressive when it comes to not give like if you know you're, you're aggressive when you're playing pe in school and you're like taking over like that one aggressive kid if you were to give him a color chances all be red because he's going and getting every ball loose ball he's running up and down he's really put on the sweat and is trying to win this meaningless pe game in school and that kid was me so i know how it is and when you look at democrats democrats kind of want an equality for all stat, uh, status they want everybody to have an ability to have a job to eat to do these things and experience you know the world and so it's a much more blue calm you know nice way of doing things now of course empathetically and mor- morally speaking you would solve the democrats but you got to realize we're human beings we're selfish at the end of the day and we're going to think about our wants and needs so I guess I'm saying this to say I'm you hearing me vocally try to understand how this guy is able to convince a large amount of people. You know, like even though I do not support the guy, I'm not a fan of Trump. It's still a part of me intellectually that wants to just understand how this thing works and why it's working. Because like clearly Trump, Trump is not trying to convince everybody in the room. All right. He's going to say what he's going to say. And he knows a few people will pick it up. Like, all right, he's not going to fool everyone. That's what I'm trying to say. He's not going to fool everyone, but he will fool some. It's like, it's like if R. Kelly bought a van, all right? And it said R. Kelly's free candies (laughs) with like R. Kelly's face (laughs) on it. And R. Kelly's free candies rolls around the hood. Listen, R. Kelly's not going to convince every kid in the hood. They'd be like, oh, hell nah. Uh Uh-uh. I ain't going to your van, mister. (laughs) Right? And... And then <laughs> he's going to fool some. All right. Now, bad taste joke. <laughs> All Kelly free candy van. But it, but that example shows and illustrates what I'm talking about. Right. Trump 
knows his message he knows his brand he is a brand that's why he responds to everything as we know he will right like i'm just still baffled that four years later people are so surprised by his actions i he's nothing that he can do surprise me he is who he is he does what he does do i like the guy no do i hope biden wins 1000 percent. do i think biden will win i don't now, maybe because I'm in, I'm in Florida, but I'm driving around seeing nothing but stickers everywhere, T-shirts being worn, hats on people's heads. I went to work, I see a Make America Great Again hat in the front desk, almost like a way of, of telling people that walk into the job, all right, that this is the type of, you know, company this is. You know what I'm saying? And now, granted, yes, that could have an effect on my view a pessimistic view on a democratic victory but nonetheless it's like come on man do you really see people have life-size cutouts of biden and kamala in the crib you go on uh, fox news you're probably seeing that once a week like some dude said that he he like kisses the trump cutout on the cheek in the morning like oh he feel, i feel better that trump is watching over me like what that's a level of psychological that's that's how deep psychologically the trump ideology have sunk its teeth in the individuals and unfortunately i don't think the democrats have done the same thing of sunking or sinking their teeth into people right because if you look at it objectively you would say all right the democrats are shooting for people to do the right thing right to look out for others to not be racist to be economically fair to be the america that the america was create was america was created for which was for all men are created equal that's why they take a more socialist approach. That's why they have the stance on having women have their own choice of things and having us not controlling their decisions. You know, and all these other things. However, sometimes, or in this case, I should say, doing the right thing doesn't have a deep enough identity effect as the other ideologies that this guy believes in. Because if you're a party that's attached to a religion such as Christianity and you don't support abortion, whatever the hell Christianity loves with Republicans, which it seemingly is, 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 is the case, especially non-minority, then you're going to have them choose you not by logic, but by faith, you know, by emotion. And I think that's something that can be manipulated or it has been manipulated for a long time and currently still does. I mean, we, we see we see what's going on. Joel Osteen smiling in the camera. You know what I'm saying? Selling his his his. Uh, his now I'm not trying to bash religion. But I'm just being honest here. You know, selling what he sells. He's a New York bestseller. Of course, he is. He's somebody he's like thousands of people's pastors in, in the world, you know, across the world. And when it comes to his deed to be a good Christian, he closes the uh, mega or, or his uh, church so people can not wash away in the waters of Hurricane Harvey. So I say that to say it's supposed to be a wee child check where I talk about a number of different things. But nonetheless, it is what it is. Uh, what else do I want to speak about? Um Yo, you know what I've noticed? I've noticed that now that COVID hit, a lot of people have gotten laid off. And a lot of people are going to the Internet to make their money. You know, they're going on there, selling on Etsy, creating a Shopify, you know, creating a product or selling T-shirts or anything they can do to hustle because the money from the job isn't there. And one of the number one hustles I've seen people do these days 
His OnlyFans. You know, and it's amazing how OnlyFans have taken over the internet. It looks like everybody and their mother has OnlyFans. Like that one girl you know who used to always wear sandals because people always complimented her feet. She has OnlyFans now. And apparently these women and men presumably, are making a killing of OnlyFans. Now, I know this is a cannabis podcast, but again, it's a we side chat, right? I'm talking to you on the influence of cannabis, and hopefully, you know, the energy we are experiencing at the same time of you having your cannabis, listening to this podcast, feeling nice, feeling iry, right? Connects on that level, and maybe we can link all these ideas. Because maybe you're seeing the same things I'm seeing. Maybe you disagree. Maybe you do agree. Who knows? But nonetheless... OnlyFans is cutting them checks. <laughs> All right, let's do the math. If somebody has a hundred thousand followers, okay, one percent of their following goes on their OnlyFans. Now, granted, you can sell different tiers or whatever, because of course I I like business. So I'm seeing how this shit work, and you can subscribe. <laughs> like, yeah, sure, it's business. You're nasty. No, straight strictly business. So uh, a person charges four ninety nine five dollars a month for their OnlyFans content, right? If you get 1%, that's 1,000 people paying $5, that's $5,000, right? You double that. You make it $10. That's $10,000 you're getting per month for your content. So you can see why it's very lucrative for someone to do this. You can make an extra $120,000 just posting pictures of your feet. You know what I'm saying? And I feel bad. I feel bad, though. I feel bad for the people that OnlyFans were originally created for. All right? OnlyFans was not created to be some nasty, porn, you know, riddled platform. It was literally for OnlyFans. If you made content, whether it be YouTube or whatever, I think it was a, co- a competitor to Patreon. And if you make content, you can post things on this Instagram-like platform, you know, for your content, right? Patreon is more of a blog platform where OnlyFans is more of an Instagram grid style, right? So it's much more con- much more digestible on your phone, right? You guys understand me. And I, I was laughing because I was imagining how the early days of OnlyFans had like, you know, pure, innocent, talented, you know, artists or musicians or things like that. And how they slowly probably got corrupted by the change in audience that OnlyFans attracted. Right. Like I imagine a guy like was it Bob Barker or that painter, you know, with the with the uh, afro who painted the trees and the oceans and the skies and talked real soft. End up being on OnlyFans. Right. And. <laughs> And he was painting beautiful, beautiful pictures, all right? He had the, the, the clouds. He had the flowers, even the little bunny rabbits in the forest, because you can't forget about them, too. And then after a while, it changed into pure nastiness. Like, his paintings went from wildlife to wild thornberry after dark. <laughs> now we are going to be painting the picture of Instagram model Thought 1999. <laughs> and next, you know, it's a picture of a whole body. And then you know how the internet gets wild. They're going to request, because basically what I'm imagining, this guy gets requests from his OnlyFans to paint pictures that they want him to paint, right? And it's Bob Barker, soft voice type thing. <laughs> and, over, and over time, the beautiful pictures turn into like crazy requests. Like he says, now we're going to draw a hoodie that's also a labia. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
And I just started dying to myself. Now, granted, yeah, I do have a wild imagination, and my thoughts tend to drift into things that are funny from time to time. At least funny to me. That was probably like, this guy is a complete idiot. Uh, That was disgusting. I did not need to visualize what it looked like. You know what I'm saying? Like, I imagine you blur out the photo. Uh, All right, too much. It's like a whole skit. But nonetheless, um, OnlyFans is a viable option for a lot of individuals. I mean, rappers are doing it now. Women are doing it now. Like, people who I know personally are on OnlyFans now. And it's crazy because when you think of the beginning of it, I thought, oh, yeah, people on Instagram are influencers. They want to make more money. That's good for them. But now people I know personally, due to all these layoffs and what's happening with the economy and COVID, are saying, yo, I might as well just post what I send to my boyfriends or girlfriends onto the OnlyFans and people are actually making money from it. Like average Joes are pulling in a couple thousand a month. I find that inspiring. I find it amazing. And it shows you the internet is just changing in its dynamics. I mean, we just had what Regal Cinemas or whatever, uh, Cine, is a Cine, Cine World shut down like all of its theaters in New York. All right. And they shut down a lot of theaters in Europe. And they're saying that it's, it's more costly to keep them open when no one is coming to buy tickets for the movies. And I think this goes to show you that what we're seeing here is a transition of the guard. All right. We're seeing an advancement. We're seeing growth of technology and the internet taking over. Not only are people making money. All right, taking pictures of their feet at home. They're watching Netflix probably because they're laid off. And Netflix is a much more preferred viewing system for these individuals. And COVID showed you, I think COVID just accelerated any phenomenon that was happening before it. I think we were, we knew that movies were dying. You mean to tell me that you would choose to go to the movies, pay all this money for snacks, all right, get cho- get basically robbed anytime you want popcorn. Popcorn's $20 for a large, $20. Each kernel of that popcorn is probably less than half a cent. And you're going to charge me $20 for a bucket? Nah. Right? You, you don't want to go to the movie theater and have to bring like 50, 50 to $100 to make sure you and your date goes well. You don't want to do that. You might as well go out and eat to a restaurant, have that experience, take your date back to the crib, Right? And you guys watch a movie on Netflix. I mean, granted, I'm a, I'm a millennial, so maybe I'm different. Maybe my life has been conditioned towards the indoor activities, right? I know so many girls are like, oh, all he does is just invite me to chill and watch Netflix. Duh. But nah, I'm not. <laughs> sorry, ladies, sorry. But you guys know what I'm saying. The, the movie experience haven't really evolved in the last 20 years, but guess what has? The computer, the video uh, uh, platforms that we can watch things on. You know, no longer do you have to download torrents to watch movies. You can go on Netflix and it'll be there soon. You know, and, and the fact that Netflix has a subscription base that's nonstop. Listen, I was even having an idea. Like, what if Netflix were to buy up, you know, these distressed movie theaters that cost much less now that it's closed or their business shut down? And what they do is provide an ex- luxury experience for subscribers. So they're like, so wait, they're already paying $10 a month and we're going to take on this overhead just to have people watch movies inside. I'm like, no, what you could do is now participate in the box office game. All right. Open up the theaters and then now you're pre- you're premiering movies and the movies are going to be shown and should be shown towards your subscribers so one you ensure your subscribers now have an extra reason to subscribe two you can now premiere movies on in theaters and now participate in box office numbers yo just so you know black panther made a billion dollars i think he made two billion dollars 
worldwide. All right. And Marvel's Endgame made even more than that, probably double. So with that being said, Netflix has all the reasons to release a couple movies, probably a movie a quarter in these theaters, while also taking money or half the sales from these producers who don't want to have to shut their stuff on a streaming platform, but rather have it in movie theaters. I mean, it's not a bad idea. Now, granted, I know business-wise, the overhead for running a movie theater is crazy. You got employees. You got light bills. You got light bill? Imagine the projector's on all day. The, the, the ambient light in the movie theater is on all day. All right? Employees. You got light bill. You have to pay for the snacks that you're getting at a wholesale rate. You know what I'm saying? You got to do all, property tax. All these things. But I do think it's like a pop-up theater Netflix can do in different cities. And I think that will be worldwide, right? When it has a premiere, you take over a theater, you have the Netflix signage on there, it's there for a while, and then you shut up shop and you're gone. So it's almost like, almost like you're renting the movie theater for a month and you're killing it. Now, granted how smart that idea is, I don't know. But I thought it was pretty cool seeing that these movie theaters were shutting down and Netflix has an opportunity to, to capitalize, you know? What else happened in today's world? Let's see. What this, We're about half an hour in. I don't know if it's going to be a long episode, but I'm going to take a break. We're going to come right back. We're going to finish this episode, and we're going to stay away from R. Kelly free candy vans. <laughs> Yo. All right. Welcome back to the second half of the episode. As you can see, there's much more energy this episode than the last one, I want to say, uh, for those who listen to the Cannabis News Now podcast, last episode, I know I was tired towards the end, and uh, yeah, I got much more sleep this time. I got my rest, okay? Had a little meeting with the Sandman. For, for those of you that are too young to know what the Sandman is, he was a guy that would spray, spray, whoa. There was a guy that would trickle sand into the eyes of people to make sure they went to sleep. It's like an old sand. But yeah, long story short, I got more rest. I got more energy. And I've been eating a lot more plant-based lately. So I realized in this plant-based journey that I'm heading down, I'm like, you know what? Listen, COVID has been wild. I got a co COVID. Like they said, COVID-19 gave everybody an extra 15. It's more like COVID gave me an extra 20, 25. You know what I'm saying? And with that being said, I want to make a change. I was like, yo, let me go ahead and eat some plant-based foods. It's not hard for me to do so. I've done it before. You know, I went vegan for a couple of months. And honestly, I love I love the I love discovering new places that make, you know, this type of food. And I support their business for doing so, right? There's a service, there's a there's a want, and you're providing a service, okay? And I love when I discover these places. I discovered a place recently that was black owned, you know, they make their own vegan food and their reviews are pretty good and they're nearby. So I said this is perfect. So I decide, you know, one lunch break to go get this food mind you i've had this food probably three times before right so i know what to expect and most of those times were on the weekend i might add so today i go on a weekday at lunch to this vegan spot i'm not gonna say the name all right they specialize in making you know vegan foods with impossible burger instead of soy based you know false meat because if you haven't noticed soy based meat don't taste that great however impossible burger and you know uh beyond meat taste amazing and they're still vegan so you get that flavor you get less of the you know health detractors and you get more of the health benefits because you're eating it presumably with fresh you know fruits and and whatnot fresh fruits fresh vegetables vegetables so i go over there on my lunch break and i decided to go tell a friend like yo this spot is dope it's a black owned business a vegan spot let's do this 
So they said, all right, get me something to eat. I'll send you and cash up you the money. I say, say less. I decided to make my way down to the restaurant. Mind you, the restaurant's not too far. I told you it's nearby. So I go there. I order my food, right? I order like a uh, vegan bacon uh, BLT. Amazing, right? Vegan bacon. Can't even tell. I could tell it's a difference, but I can't tell, you know, that it isn't meat at first bite. Okay. And I told you the food is pretty good. So I get there, I order it. And they tell me, Hey, it's going to be a 10 minute wait. Mind you, I go in there. There's like two people sitting down inside. There's like a whole woman pissed off that her smoothie didn't come the way she ordered it. And this whole night, mind you, this food is expensive. I don't know if you ordered vegan food before, but vegan food is a pretty penny. I tell you that. All right. I know people in India, if you're listening, it's like, why are the food so expensive? You know, like why is vegan? We eat vegan every day. Yeah. But here in America it's expensive. Why? I don't know. I mean, the, the, the ingredients should be cheaper, right? Meat isn't that cheap. I mean, meat isn't that expensive. Anyway, anyway, meat is expensive, so this food should be cheaper. So I spent an arm and a leg on this food. Mind you, I bought it for myself and somebody else. The total came to like $50. All right, $50 for two lunch break vegan meals. Mind you, you're like, oh, you must be rich. Hell nah, I ain't rich. That's why I'm pissed off. So they tell me a 10-minute wait. I go out to my car, sit down, put on a podcast, I'm relaxing. Uh, it's only 10 minutes, right? Mind you, I get an hour for lunch, so I get more time than the norm. And so I normally do, you know, eat, chill, or, you know, go back to the cafe, whatever it is, whatever it is. I wait there, 20 minutes pass by, right? I, I make sure to double check the receipt to make sure I'm not tripping and that my 15 minutes has been up. But I say, all right, let me give them some time. They're a little busy. I give them to 25. I go to 25. My food's not ready. Normally, they deliver the food on the weekend, in my past experience, to the car. So it's a great experience. You order the food, you sit in your car, you get your food. Ten minutes later, you're now eating some delicious vegan meals. But this is 25 minutes, no window side delivery, and I still see the lady that ordered before me outside. So I'm like, yo, I know my shit ain't ready because if she's standing there, that food ain't ready. These people took 40 minutes, 40 minutes to get my order ready. And not only did it take 40 minutes, man, and I have an hour break, mind you. And I'm ordering somebody else's food. So they're sitting down for 48 minutes, hungry, wondering if I'm there eating some, some of their fries like a bad Uber driver. <laughs> right? And so I get there. I get the food. I'm like, hey, it's cool. I'm still supporting black businesses. I'm pissed off, but I'm like, it's whatever. Right? Because I know the food's going to taste good. Bro, the, I ordered two smoothies. He forgot to even make the smoothies. Right. So now I have to wait another 10 minutes. How does it take 10 minutes to make a smoothie? Right. And when I went in there to, at the 25 minute mark and I said, hey, everything all right, was what's uh, taking so long is, oh, yeah, the, the chef is still cooking it, bro. You're cooking vegan food. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you're cooking plants. How can plants take that long to cook? Have you ever put spinach in a pot or pan and watched it shrivel up? It doesn't take that long. I, I, I guarantee it takes less than 10 minutes. All right. For that. Spinach to go through a honey I shrunk the kids moment. And so now it's 50 minutes. And when I get the bag with the two smoothies, the man forgot the straw. Now, I'm not one of those guys to, you know, make a Yelp review or Google review after bad experience. But I'm still saying if you are running a restaurant, the worst experience you can possibly the number one detractor from restaurant experience is the wait time. No matter how delicious I know your food is and that it will cure my succul uh, succulents, is that what it's called? So, my, no, how it can provide sustenance and be succulent, pause, and its taste, 
if I'm hungry, my stomach is touching my back, ain't no way I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be a pissed off customer. Like, I'm eating the food reluctantly. You ever, like, eat food with, like, a knife and fork, and you, like, nearly cut the plate with the with the knife because you're so pissed off? You're just eating there. <sighs> man, it's damn food. Like, you're not even thinking about it, man. Because, granted, I got an hour lunch. It's a long time. So you just wasted 50 minutes of my day so I could scarve down this vegan food in under <laughs> in under 10 minutes? I don't think so, man. So if you're, out, if you're out there on a restaurant, I know it's tough due to COVID. I know supplies are low. I know it's rough. I know times is hard. But please be mindful of the customer service experience because I myself have not even gone back to that restaurant since that occurrence. And I was thinking about making at least a one time a week occurrence, right? To support my black business one time a week, one time for my people. But when that happens, it just, you know, turns me off to the whole idea. And uh, that wasn't what I was going to say that's on my mind. What was on my mind really was holidays is coming up, and I know it's stressful. You got Thanksgiving coming around, you have Christmas coming around, and you got presents to buy, you got food for Thanksgiving, and who's going to cook the food? And you got to think, our family is going to be together? Do you have to be tested to go to Thanksgiving dinner? Could you imagine? Hey, you ain't coming over here without a test, buddy. You ought to stay your ass outside. You know what I'm saying? And that... That's what I'm thinking is, is going to go down. You know, that's exactly, you know, the scenario that I fear going down now, but having to travel somewhere and try to listen, everyone's going to eat their turkey at home. All right. They're probably not going to buy a whole turkey. It's going to be like turkey slices. and They're going to say happy, <laughs> happy Thanksgiving because everybody laid off anybody and anybody laid off every anyway. So uh, God bless those who have a job. You are lucky. Count your lucky stars like myself. I stay unblessed every day. Blessed and highly favored. Thank you, Lord. And, you know, uh, also let's set up intentions for those who don't have a job now and still have to, still have to provide during these holiday times. You know, I know it's tough, but, you know, we will make it through it. You know, I know it's tough when it comes to having presidents, presidents, having presents for the whole family, but providing a meal that is worthy of Thanksgiving picture on Instagram. I know a lot of y'all are like, oh, man, my my Thanksgiving post about to be whack. Wrong priorities, all right? Wrong priorities. But nonetheless, it is a stressful time. And I hope you, you know, keep your head up. Hope I can provide you with some laughs today during my weed side chat. You know, I tend to smoke weed and get a little more crazy, as you can see. The uh, hooded labia joke. I mean, listen, I know this isn't a cannabis news content, but hopefully you enjoyed it. I mean, I laughed. I had a good time. And that's what it's all about, right? It's all about having a good time, sharing a moment with another individual through the interweb somehow. And uh, hopefully you had a nice experience you can tell me what strain you enjoy doing this episode you can tell me what you smoked whether it be a thc nug whether it be a cbd nug or even a vape however you got nice this episode i'm glad you did because we had a lot of fun and i look forward to see you next week so yes if you don't see an episode on monday you can presume that i'm either too busy or the cannabis news is entirely too slow to do a whole episode on could you imagine doing an hour 30 minutes all right with no news uh, yeah, today in cannabis news, we've have people smoking weed. You know, their blunts, their joints, their bongs. I mean, we a lot of weeds being smoked this week. It's not gonna come off well. Right? <laughs> this makes sense. We know people smoking weed, but nothing newsworthy is occurring. Again, the election is is in front of the mind. The COVID. The presidency having COVID and COVID overall is has taken the forefront of our lives and presumably the news airwaves. And, and, and so with that being said, you know, I do appreciate you coming and listening to the episode. I uh, see you guys coming back week after week. I mean, I dropped the episode and the next day I'm getting crazy listens. That always humbles me, even when I'm not showing up every Monday. That means you guys are enjoying the content. You're coming back for more and just know there's love for you out there, man. 
always, always. Don't forget. Don't forget now. Don't forget now. Stay tuned. Stay high. High TV. Peace. My mind's telling me no. But my body, my body's telling me yes. Baby, I don't want to hurt nobody. But there is something that I must confess. Say roll around, sitting on doves, can't lie, I was high on shrubs, cooling in my escalade. Man, I'm paid, I got it made. Take me to your special place. Close your eyes, show me your face. I'm gonna piss on it. Stains. I wanna poop on you too. I want to pee in your food. Only thing to make my life complete is when I turn your face to a toilet seat. I want to pee on you. Yes I do. Yes I do. I'll pee on you. I'll piss on you. Haters wanna hate. Lovers wanna love. I don't even want none of the above. I want to piss on you. Yes, I do. I'll piss on you. I'll pee on you. Won't you break my head? So won't you break my head? Before you start, I'm gonna fall. I'm gonna fall on you.